Hella Black, episode 112. Begging and pandering. I'm finna get a, uh, you know how the Salvation Army be sending the Santa Claus out there with his pill. He's standing outside with the Patreon bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. We've been on hiatus from podcasting. Not, not from real life not, work, not from real life organizing, not from teaching, <laughs> not from building. Not from but, doing you know. the work. Not from doing the work. Maybe we should share the slide that we did at Tech on our Patreon. Yeah. Shout out to the patrons. So for the people who... Shout out to the loyal patrons yeah. who understand the full complexity of our lives. The people who support us because they know exactly what we was doing. From building people's programs to going to try the International Tribunal to teaching uh, kids at Oakland Tech. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the... Well, this ain't your typical podcast. You feel me? Like, if we was just podcasters, you might get an episode every week. Like, some of these, you know. Nah, I say with our work ethic, you'll probably get three or four podcasts a week. I, I, would, I, would, I would say you'll get three or four podcasts a week if this is all we had to focus on. If all we had to do was turn on these mics, turn on these cameras, and recite rhetoric and theories that we've read and listened to without having any real practical work attached to it, we will pump out great content great content but that's not what is going on here we're revolutionary nationalists we pan-africanists it's all encompassing we got to do some work we gotta have some we gotta have some material work attached to the words we gotta have material work something that you can touch something that you can hold something that you can feel something that you can measure because you can't measure the impact of our words on this podcast. I mean, you could say that, okay, we got this somebody many might listen to this. You know, like, you can you can look at that. But yeah, and we for sure have, you know, a lot of people have said they've transformed, you know, with their political education through the podcast. So that is something that's measurable. You can measure shit being in the top 100. You can measure plays and statistics. What does but that do for what the does that masses do of people? For the masses of people compared yeah. to people's programs yeah. where we know we give in at minimum – 1,300 meals a week, or 1,300 meals a month, mm-hmm. at minimum, hundreds of grocery boxes a month, mm-hmm. shit, it's turkey season, we're going to give out hundreds of turkeys to the community, mm-hmm. we're doing political education, teaching we are on liberators uh, in our cadres. You can say you have 40 people in a class, you can <laughs> say you have 50 people show up to community learning, you can say, oh, we taught 35 students. Oakland Tech. These are like measurables that we can. And then now some of those st- students want to volunteer. Those are yeah. measurable well, actions of uh, building cadre organization and building mass movement in real life shit. You feel 112 me? episodes, that's kind of just, you know, up in the air. You know, it's kind of real idealistic of what it can really do to people. Right. This, this tweet is going to mobilize people. You know, this podcast, though, I will say it has mobilized people to get involved in organizations, to get involved in action. I think you know, uh, me Noah at the tribunal, mm-hmm. and uh, him listening to the podcast and then getting involved with the tribunal. Those are like real meaningful things. So, but at the same time, if all we're doing is talking, if all we're doing is is reciting theories and re- regurgitating what we've learned from the black radical tradition, from revolutionary traditions. Okay, what are we I doing? I have a question. What, 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 what question Patreon? Can you see how many people listen to it? On Patreon, I'm not sure. Okay, so I have a request. This is what I. This is my request for Patreon. We should put this in the in the descriptions and whatnot, right? So if you listen to this episode on Patreon, I need you to like it. We need y'all to like it and drop a comment. 
and drop a comment. This will be able to see how many active listeners we're at, we're ha- we're having on Patreon, right? And then from there, each person should at least send a text, email, some form of communication where you have a request to someone else to subscribe for our Patreon. That's all I'm trying to see because the last month we have probably dropped one podcast. We have not promoted a podcast. We have not been active on Twitter at all. And so we have lost patrons. And so the way that we can uh, combat that and, you know, supplement those losses is if the community rallies behind us, our Patreon community, our hella black community. So like this, if you can't comment, you know, you might be in motion. Just like this if you listen to it via the podcast, via Patreon. Also, you know, like, leave a comment on our uh, Apple podcast shit. Like, we need y'all help in spreading the word because which... Where this work really comes, where it's really going to be spreaded at, for the most part, has been on Twitter. And niggas ain't really been on there because we've been working. Um, also, it's just not the most productive course, the most productive space in terms of discourse and teaching. And so we've uh, swapped out uh, to the Twitter sphere for actual classrooms and community learning spaces. And so, you know, we need y'all help in, in passing this out. Uh, and so, yeah, like, comment, and just ask one person to be a patron. This is in the first eight minutes of the podcast so if you just only listening for 10 minutes i'm sure you hear this fuck with us y'all we need y'all to we need i was talking to uh, that nigga q this morning he was talking about how back in the day you know uh civil rights movement during the black liberation movement uh you could see uh martin luther king on tv talking and shit right you could see malcolm on tv talking revolutionary nationalist stuff you could see huey being interviewed you could see uh kwame Touré uh being interviewed right and like in these real uh, mass media spaces in the 21st century uh, and at the height of neoliberalism and, and neocolonialism we're not you're not seeing that right what do we get you get lebron on tv you get, you get the van Jay-Z jones you get van jones you know you get uh you get these neocolonial agents right these folks who uh are seeming to build black independence black sovereignty but are really just uh in alignment with the the, the capitalist regime right and so we need Knowing that mass media isn't going to get behind us, knowing that the the mass media machine isn't going to get behind a a, a podcast uh, space like the hella black one, we need the people. Like the the people, the power of the people is going to be way more powerful than any corporation could ever be. And so, if we can just have whatever the couple hundred uh, patrons that we do have, you know, the however many five thousand average listeners we have on a podcast, so we can just get y'all to promote our shit and like. We, we really need y'all support to keep it grassroots, to keep it independent. And, like, we gon' the way that we gonna repay y'all is by our programming. Like, y'all invest in us with y'all ears, and y'all invest in us by spreading our work. We gonna uh, pay it forward. We gonna keep it going um, and and pour it, into, pour it into the community, pour it into the people, pour it into the students, pour it into our elders. Uh, so, yeah, y'all like, subscribe, and help us, you know, get some patrons. And that's what it is. Yeah, even if you're a new listener, man, just throw a dollar on it. A dollar a month, you feel me? Five dollars, you know what I'm saying? And, and support support what we're doing, you feel me? We we building a real, we have a real organization, a real cadre organization. We have real decolonization programs supporting the material needs of the people and building towards autonomy, building towards independence, building towards self-government. That, those are our day-to-day actions. So, you know, might not hear us on, on the podcast and, you know, we definitely going to work to get more consistent, for sure. But the work is being done. Hey, you feel me? The, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> the proof is in the work. 
because you can see it. People can see it. Health clinic is running. Grocery program is running. Community education program is running. People's Breakfast Oakland is running. Hey, you I know mean, what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of work that's going on uh, to work to free the land. And of course, this podcast is part of that work, the, the political education vessel. But so often now in this age of mass media, in this age of social media, this age of this quote-unquote metaverse and virtual reality uh, stuff that is being developed, people are trying to distract you. The state is trying to distract you from the real work that has to happen to make change. And the real work is by building cadre organizations. The real work ain't just these tweets, these mass viral tweets. The real work is getting outside, lacing your boots up, and building decolonization programs. Joining organizations, building organizations that are going to work towards the, the the liberation of the new African nation, and, and that's what we have to do if we for truly about independence, truly about autonomy, truly said we are all liberators. <laughs> that's what we got to do. And so this episode, we just going to give you all. It's going to be brief. Just update y'all on what we've been doing. I guess in a little bit more detail, right? You hear us naming schools. You hear us naming the tribunal. You hear us naming community learnings. Uh, clinics and whatnot. So we'll just give you all a little bit of insight into that. Um, and then, you know, maybe next week we'll be able to do a, a, a longer pod. But, you know, niggas got a lot of work to do next week. And so, um, sure. Next week we got the what, turkey giveaway. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you know families in East Oakland or people that can get to East Oakland that might need, uh, you know, we're going to have full turkey kits. And that's what's so dope, right? To start with that. So um, shout out, Jim. If you haven't heard the Rich Off The Pack EP uh, about Offset Jim, you should definitely tap into that. Excuse me. Um, and so, Jim, that's one of my childhood friends, and we have a, we have grown to become business partners uh, via a management artist relationship. And so, um, last year, he and Pilo um, helped launch Jim's first uh, annual folks giving, right? You know? Being able to tell Jim like, now nah, we can't, we ain't calling this shit Thanksgiving. You feel me, like, but also understand uh, having a dialectical approach, right? To understand like, nah, people fuck with the holiday, and you got to meet the people where they are. So boom, we gonna meet the people oh, yeah. where they are and acknowledge the holiday for the masses of people who consider it a holiday. Um, you know, a lot of folks, you know, they it's just about getting with family a day you know, off of capitalism. You, you, you gotta, know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta like, acknowledge that. You feel me? You gotta have that real approach and not be on some super hyper purity. revolutionary shit. Where you're like, nah, nigga, fuck that. You know, it's just like now but, you decide on for yourself what people can eat or people can't get food because you and definitely so caught up to, in the purity. But of course, you know, acknowledge the colonial shit that it is, right? And what it means to for, for the pilgrims and the quote unquote uh, Indians, right? That shit, that how that shit is, how that shit is, uh, how it's uh, that's where I'm looking for. How it's presented, right? Knowing that it is a very colonial, genocidal uh, holiday, you know, um, quote unquote holiday. But for for some for some new Africans, for some Black folks, it's an opportunity for us to get together. And any opportunity we get, that you know, we got acknowledge it, and hopefully down the line we eradicate this shit and it's no it no longer exists, right? And we find another, and we have more ways and uh, more ways that's in align with the politics that we preach to, to to come together and honor that, right? We selling real, celebrating real independence. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, before I went off on that tangent, Jim and Pilo, it was it was pushed by Jim. Jim's like, I want to do something for Thanksgiving. Um, we like, all right, we can do something for the holiday. We're not calling this shit no Thanksgiving shit, though. Uh, he like, bet, I support that. I fuck with that. Um, and what happened was he supplied, he put up the money for us to have hot meals. What was it, Roderick's? Did we do Roderick's? 
Yeah. Rogics, we did Rogics barbecue, and then Jim also purchased like forty turkeys, and then Pilo provided uh, sweaters, like hoodies, and uh, like hot, like juices and shit, like high, body armor, like hydration drinks, right? So shout out to them. So in collaboration with Offset Jim and Pilo, we did the first annual Folksgiving, and then this year we're doing the second annual Folksgiving in collaboration with again Offset Jim and uh, Empire. So this is People's Programs, Offset Jim and Empire uh, are coming together to supply over. 250 turkeys now you're gonna see it says 150 on the flyer but this is because we are we are giving some to acorn projects um knowing that you know since we have the grocery program over there already we're gonna give some of the turkeys to acorn projects and then we will be also giving some to families in the east that we already take take groceries to or other families in the west and the east that we already take groceries to and then we have to reserve a specific amount of turkeys for garfield elementary which is an elementary school in the dubs that has families that um families in need uh, so we're going to already have some allocated to them and then we'll have the rest of 150 available to the entire community and what's dope is you can see the the progression from last year right um, this year we have an actual brick and mortar space for, for us to show up to and serve a, a community um, and well last year you know we did the hot meals for, for, for people's breakfast Oakland and we did the 40 turkeys for uh for you know that Jim handed on the doves but this year we have actual brick and mortar in in, uh, in Garfield Elementary. We have a full community coming out. We got a DJ, um, and then more organization. Yeah, more organization. <laughs> but then we also got like the groceries. The groceries attached to them this time, right? It's not just raw turkeys. Um, we have like a whole little kit we giving folks. So like the roasting pan that you can have, like the pan that you spray the shit with. We got seasonings. We got a, a full little like guide as to how to cook a turkey because not everybody know how to cook the motherfuckers, and that's real. We got the whole some guide. turkeys be coming out dry. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got a guide. Uh, we'll have mashed potatoes in there. We'll have green beans. We'll have fresh produce. And so this is, we got 250 kits. You know what I'm saying? Like 250 kits, bro. So um, just just really juiced. And when you think about what else is happening, like, so this is Friday, the grocery program is happening where we're going to distribute uh, the 80 boxes of groceries to the community, uh, the 50 or so turkey kits. And then Saturday, we'll have the, uh, the second annual folks giving event at Garfield Elementary. And then Sunday, we'll have People's Breakfast Oakland. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be a lot of distribution going on this weekend, a lot of building and difference. You know, we're going to be in fucking Ghost Town. We're going to be in Acorn. We're going to be in the dubs. Like, niggas, the places that a lot of niggas ain't going, bro. This is just real. Like, we're going. I be, I be looking. I was thinking the other day I had some shit I wanted to say just to jab at some of these corny ass niggas. But I'm just going to keep going and do what I'm doing. Like, a lot of niggas be from, like, Twitter, California, Twitter, New York, Twitter, Georgia. Twitter, Florida, like these niggas is not recognized in no hood. They don't got no block they can go to. They don't even got a person who on a staff who can go. It's like, it's okay. Some niggas is from, you feel me, wherever. They ain't saying that this is the only way you could be reputable, but you don't even got nobody in y'all organization, in y'all community that can go to a block and be recognized. Niggas is going everywhere and got respect from, you feel me, niggas, either the OGs and grandmas or the young niggas that's outside. You know what I'm saying? And so what we doing, we nation building. And that's what you're seeing from the different hoods we finna be in this weekend supplying resources and you think about the shit that like Pac was on right uh, conscious new African citizen like now I want to start programs and, and football teams in every hood and every big rapper got to support it and then I want to do shows and I want to do shows after the games you feel me like that's what we own we don't yeah, like, we, like we finna bring yeah. groceries then we finna bring the biggest we finna bring the biggest rapper out we finna hand out turkeys and the day after that we finna hand out food to the houseless community then the week after that, we finna be teaching at the school. You feel me? That's nation building. That's the dialectics of nation building. When we say dialectics, the process. 
the process of nation building. That's raising the that's what Jalil refers to as class struggle, right? Heightening the contradictions. Go back to that episode where we talked about class struggle. <laughs> this episode, is part of come on. This is part of class 11. struggle, right? Is building alternatives. Is showing the people that people who look like them are beginning to develop the answers to provide the material resources that are needed. And through that, people begin to realize what <laughs> the state got me in all types of situations. But people like myself are supporting. You know what I'm saying? People begin to see that. And that, that's where you begin. That's class struggle right there. You begin to realize that, okay, we are our own liberators. We realize we can govern ourselves. We realize we can feed ourselves. We realize we can actually put that into action. Put socialism into action. Socialism is about action. <laughs> yeah. So you, you see Jim like, all right, I want to do a turkey drive. Shit, how much money you got? I got this much money. We got this much manpower. Okay, how can we bring it to the community? We finna go to the school. Like, shit, how can we bring this resource to y'all? Okay, well, shit, we got 200 families in need. Can y'all release a reserve? Feel me? 50 to 100 for them? Say less. You feel me? Like, that's like the real nation. But we didn't have to go to Libby Shaft. We didn't have to go to Oakland City Council. We didn't go to any city. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't, we didn't need that. It was, the, it was the people. Okay, you got some. And that's, but this is what happens when. All right, this person knows community. this person at Garfield. We able to get in Garfield. You know and what I'm saying? And then Jim's cousin is like, Jim's cousin, shout out Tandy and Tease, um, who are, who are Jim's cousins who have helped us do this, right? They like, okay, well, shit. Y'all, we gonna go up to the school and ask. You feel me? We know the principal. But this is what happens when you have real relationships, when you're not just online talking and pandering to the other talkers and panderers across the nation. When you outside, and this is again, this is to the folks who are on, who are listening to this podcast, who are trying to figure out how to get involved in the organization, what to do. You have to be tapped in with the people, and that's why we are saying divest from the Twitter, divest from, and even think about, fuck just Twitter, even if you look at, if you on college campuses, right? What did Huey and Bobby say? We had to get off the college campus and into the community. Build have relationships. have to build relationships. Again, I know that I have, people always talk, well, the, 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 the terrain of the, of, your, of the locale is different, right? Like, I'm in my hometown organizing. It don't, even if, but get outside and build with people, whether it's at your church. Go to school. I didn't go to Garfield. At your, at your mosque. It's going to a you local know? church. It's finding out what organizations are already doing the work. It's getting outside with meal programs and talking to people and building with people. Because when you begin was to talk. Where was niggas not even from? My, the first program was in the hood I'm not even from. And I had to go over there and talk to niggas. Because that's what the need was. Surveying. They would, the house, being the outside. house system camp wasn't in North Oakland. <laughs> where I'm from. It wasn't there. It was in a, it was in the West, in an area I'm not from, where niggas had to go over there and buy bro. This is what we got for y'all, and really be on the block where niggas is, you feel me, slanging and having to tell niggas like, bro, we just want to come over here and try the food. All right, it's good. Like niggas had to do that. You feel me? Like that really happened. That really happened. It happened over and, and over and over again, over and over <laughs> and over again. We finna go over here and talk to niggas and see what happened. I'm not from Acorn. We went down there and talked to them niggas. And showed the niggas that's from there, like, bro, we serious. We got, we not from the bottoms, but niggas went over there. Like, you feel me? Like, we got a resource for y'all. That's all we got, bro. That's all we want to be able to help niggas, grannies get some groceries for some eggs. You feel me? We know y'all niggas out here doing what y'all got to do to survive. Can we at least make it a little easier on your grams? <laughs> like, can we at least make it a little easier on your grandma? You know, and it's just your auntie, your mama, shit on you. And so, again, it's, it's, it's a very practical approach. To this shit. It's not a purist approach. It ain't just internet approaches. It's, it's real people to people. You know what I'm saying? That that human aspect. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, of talking to your people, getting outside and building, and that that's what has to be done. We have to talk to our people. We have to be outside 
build community, build organizations, and build structures to where we put We Are Own Liberators into action. And the best way you do that is through developing a cadre organization by studying, building, and getting those decolonization programs going. Feed 10 people. Start somewhere <laughs> that is successful. If you feed 10 people, then build upon that. You know, but that, that, we've been working. <laughs> speaking of a shout out people's programs. Speaking of we are on liberators and Kaiser organizations and learning and decolonization programs. This is a great segue into what else we've been doing. We have uh started We Are On Liberators um for our cadres and for folks that aren't familiar, you know, people's programs is a cadre organization. Um, and then within that, we have smaller political education cadres from yes. membership development. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, within a cadre organization, it's important that you have a, a, a way for members to be developed and politically developed, ideological. Ideological. Can you, can you tell the folks what a right? cadre is? So a cadre is a is a group of people uh, that form an organization, right? It's a group of people who form an organization for the, in our case, the political objective of freeing the land from Euro-American control. Uh, of unifying all African people under scientific socialism, right? So that, that that's what a, a cadre is, a group of people, a cadre, a militant structure that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, we develop an organization with systems, roles, processes, uh, ways of addressing uh, conflict, right? You begin to develop, uh, in a lot of ways, a new way of living. Uh, principles is always put at the for- forefront. The politic is always put in the command, right? Where we're uh, guiding, we're being gui- guided by revolutionary nationalism, being guided by pan-Africanism, be guide- being guided by, you know, uh, egalitarianism within our actions and the way we treat each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's combating uh, this Western way of living <laughs> by how we develop organization. That's a cadre organization. Yeah, and so for People's Programs, we are a cadre organization that is uh, a part of the larger uh Front for the liberation of the new African nation, right? We talk about Frolanon, which is going to be a united front, which would ideally be, you know, a cadre organization, uh, people's programs, and there would be another cadre organization in Virginia, another cadre organization in, New, in, in Buffalo, New York, Rochester, New York, another cadre organization in Florida, right? Uh, all being governed by the same principles and ideologies. So you have these cadres, and then with cadre organizations that are part of a larger front. And within these cadre organizations, you have your smaller cadres, right? So like you have uh, bosses and uh, leads a cadre. Uh, I, me, Ayana, and Yemi lead a cadre. Ty, AB, and Raven lead a cadre. You know, it's like you have these smaller cadres within the cadre organization. And so now we could talk about what we've been doing with uh, We Are All Liberators. Yeah, so with We Are All Liberators, you know, we was blessed uh, if you listen to some past episodes, we was up there in Camp Mutakim, you know, doing our push-ups, doing some ideological trainings, but we also was able to take uh, Jaleel's class that he taught as well and going through We Are Own Liberators with him again and uh, really firming our ideology, right, being firm in our ideology and understanding every everything goes back to ideology. Every action that we take uh, as an organization goes goes to uh, with a, a specific political objective that goes back to our ideology, right? So... We're teaching the class and breaking it up, right? So our first class, you know, we're talking about uh, the so-called first black president, right, and uh, the role of neocolonialism, right, the the role of uh, integration, of quote-unquote assimilation, and, and really figuring out, like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Defining how Obama was, you feel me, 
strengthening the CIA drone strikes, right? Strengthening the CIA black sites, dropped more bombs, 20, 000, over 20,000 bombs in his career as a, as a quote-unquote president, right? Understanding and being able to articulate that this man is a warmonger, he is a terrorist and a genocidal criminal. And that's part of class struggle is understanding the neocolonial agents, right? So we, we was breaking down all the different class structures or the different uh, books and chapters and, and teaching that and discussing it as a as a cadre, as a as an organization developing members. Because this is what these books is meant to be studied in. It ain't meant to just read this book and then uh, post it online. It's that's how every to, book is meant. That's how every revolutionary, every revolutionary text, text is meant to be applied through study. Through study. It's, it's meant as a group. As a group. As a cadre organization. Mm-hmm. So we take this study and now that informs our mind and now our actions follow. You feel me? For your mind so your ass gonna follow. That's that, that constant work. And it's the role of studying an organization is important. We, we got to study like our, our lives depend on it because they do. If we don't study the past, we won't understand the current. Mm-hmm. If we don't understand the current, we won't uh, we won't become uh, future focused, as Jalil says. And that's what we have to do. We have to be future focused, right? So, and you have to be, and we have to, uh, we have to be cautious of developing these study groups in ways that manifest as book clubs, right? Because the purpose of studying is how do you is having such a is is grounding yourself in an in depth understanding of the theory so that you may be, may be able to apply it. Uh, in a practical way, right? So that you may be able to, be able to put it through scientific experimentation, right? Be that able is to the try purpose. the ideology. That that is the purpose of getting mm-hmm. in study groups. The purpose of study groups is not to link up and discuss and have these intellectual masturbation sections, right? Sections or uh, sessions, right? That's not what the goal of this shit is. It's the goal is is for us to study this shit and then say, okay, now how do we apply this in the current terrain? It's to okay, what was going on? Uh, contextually in this historical time, right? Having a historical materialist analysis on it. Okay, so this is why the Panthers chose to do uh, uh, patrols for their first programming. Shit, what should be our first programming? What is the direct need of the people that will raise the conscience of the folks right, around them? We see sh- people you know what I'm living saying? out on the streets in West Oakland. So what is the first thing we should do? Okay, we'll serve those people in West Oakland, but in a different locale like uh, another city that might not be the same situation. So well, they our, might our good start folks with, in Rochester, the, the People's Liberation Program, right? Uh, we had a chance to link with them out in Rochester and Julia. We were all discussing, you know, terrain and programming, and they like, oh, well, it makes the most sense for us to do a grocery program because all of our encampment, our encampments are so spread out. And there's already all these other uh, groups. I don't know if we can call them organizations that are that are uh, doing this work, providing resources to the houses. So what we're gonna do is. Well, how we can raise the conscience of the people is providing a service uh, that isn't this, that isn't the, the the free hot meals, but instead groceries, right? And so this is the point, but it's through the study and through us all coming together and talking about a history of Pan-African revolt, uh, we are own liberators, consciousness, right? It was, it was us linking up and discussing these, but it's combat liberalism, right? It was us linking up and discussing these texts and figuring out how do we apply them to a practical way. So this is what the purpose of study groups were, right? Is to link up, discuss, make sure we all understand and come into a common understanding of the ideology, the theories, the philosophy, philosophy frameworks, whatever. But then the next step is getting into, into the practical, into implementation. And this is when you know if you're in a study group or if you're in a book club. Study is going to be geared towards implementation. The book club is going to be link up, talk. Mimosa. Nothing happens everywhere afterwards. No real material work happens afterwards. And so this is where you got to be cautious of like, because online spaces can function that way. The academy can function that way where you link up and you just talk, talk, talk shit. But and there's no program. There's no real program. No you got to be cautious of that. You got to be cautious. Not to say that discourse shouldn't happen, right? But like it, it should. should happen. Study groups are for discourse. Y'all should be talking, figuring shit out. But then you should take that next step 
and implement it. And that's what we be trying to, and that's what we strive to do with our PE and people's programs, right? Is to get people to see why programs function the way that they do, or to get people to understand the terrain that they can see where what programming we might need to implement. And so yeah. You know, we be on our study groups, we'll be on our, you know, there ain't no book club. We got study groups. Yeah, we, we study. We, we got we cadre, study. and that's a part of a key part of cadre organizations is having study groups to inform your decisions, so you can better understand the terrain, better understand what programs for decolonization need to be built next, and being able to conceptualize that, and then is making sure that everyone uh, within that cadre has that shared ideology. Because if you don't have a shared ideology in the cadre organization, and you out here just freestyling, you might have. Uh, some Democrats, you might have some uh, so-called anarchists, and you might have some leftists, some uh, tr- quote-unquote traditional Marxist Leninists, and you have all these different ideologies. What are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? You have to have a, a, a uniformed ideology, a uniform program for our liberation. You feel me? That that is that is of a prime importance. Otherwise, y'all coming from different different understandings, and we a revolutionary nationalist organization. Mm-hmm. That's what go on. We're a Pan-Africanist organization. That's what goes on. You feel me? There's a tradition that we follow, and this ain't something that we're just pulling out of our pocket and like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh or what's it, what's it, what's it called? The Pokemon card? I said, you, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. You just pull your card out <laughs> and do whatever. It's like, no, there's, there's strict principles uh, to the program. There's, there's strict way, or there's, there's ways of, of building. And, so, and, and that's what the politics calls for, you know, not in this strict and, you know, <laughs> Western way of understanding, but a, a strict politic to what we follow, you know, because if you waver in your ideology, you're going to waver in your action. So that's what we're developing is ideological struggle. So we have a firm understanding amongst all of us um, and how we understand these books. Right. That's why that's that's the way we uh, combat sectarianism. Right. People branching off. Doing, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the way we combat these things. And so if you want to learn uh, for a more in-depth understanding of some of the things we talked about, right, like decolonization programs, class struggle, uh, heightening the contradictions, raising raising the consciousness of the people, you should tap into episode 110 where we talk class struggle because this is all in, uh integral part of class struggle. Um, and you should listen to episode 108 with Jaleel where we talk about, you know, uh, decolonization programs. We are all liberators. Y'all should tap into that. And so we've touched on the folks giving um, turkey driving grocery giveaway. We've touched on we are all liberators. And the next thing that we've been really consumed with uh, over the last, like, you know, two months or so is we did. uh, We led two classes at Oakland Tech, um, which is a high school over in North Oakland. Shout out uh, Miss Ravon Jones, who who brought us in. to, to work with her class and Ravon is someone who supported our program and a lot has really been a, a, a real liaison for us in terms of working with high school students right over the last three, two or three years, I would say, bringing the students that don't cut off, bringing them to uh, our community learnings, bringing them to the garden. Uh, we had one program where we was just like damn near all her students were volunteers, right, for, for People's Breakfast Oakland, um, coming to hygiene. And so I just want to say shout out to her. And she was the one that brought us into tech and we were able to teach them about uh, Introduce them to revolutionary pan-Africanism, you revolutionary nationalism, <laughs> revolutionary nationalism, and uh, organizing in the 21st century, which was which was dope, right? Because we were sitting there with, with them kids, like, okay, 
Raise your hand if you heard of revolutionary pan-Africanism. Raise mm-hmm. your hand. And I'm like, it's good. I didn't start getting familiar with this shit until like really understanding it mm-hmm. to like the last like 16 months for real where I could talk about it and talk about it from a place where I truly understand it in all in it in, in, in its entirety, right? Um, and then being able to tell kids about like their history, you know, because like that's the shit that's robbed from us being able to say, okay, like this is Nkrumah, this is Seko Toure, this is Amir Carl Cabral, this is Julius Nairi, this is uh Shirley Graham Du Bois. This is Marcus Garvey. You know what I'm saying? Like int- introducing these people, uh, giving them a more in-depth understanding of the politics that Asada pushed, right? As opposed to just like uh, free Asada, all this shit, right? Yeah, it was hands like, off Asada, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like really exposing people yeah. to, to her life, to, yeah. you know, how she, you feel me? Understand her biography, how she and came of age, and the work in, that you know? she put in for the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The sacrifices that she made for the people. But yeah, that's, but again, that's that's what's important right now in in this phase of class struggle right going back to that episode is an education piece right building uh with high schoolers you know what i'm saying building with, with the youth you know what i'm saying there ain't no revolution without the youth that's a fact of the matter ain't no revolution without the youth huey said the youth will inherit the revolution you know and we look at these schools as sites of propaganda as sites as a, a colonial domination and that's why you get in a room full of, you know, mostly, you know, 50% black students and nobody know what revolutionary nationalism is. No one know what pan-Africanism is. It's because <laughs> we have been captive and we're reading the captive, the, the captor's book. We're reading Shit, the, we the white man's Marcus book. Marcus Garvey is. You, you know, know what I'm like, saying? Like, we, we ain't being taught that. Yeah. We ain't being taught that. But niggas know about Christopher Columbus, though. 1492, everyone could finish that sentence. George Washington. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so part of class struggle... Getting out there, educating, building with the youth, you feel me? So we can put that into action, put radical education, revolutionary education into action, because that's what we're going to need <laughs> in that process of nation building. We're going to need our own schools. We're going to need to develop our own curriculums, you know what I'm saying? Because if we ain't studied up on the revolution, reactionary shit will continue. And we'll, we'll share the curriculum that we put together. Uh, for this particular class uh, on our Patreon, just so y'all can see, because y'all might see, like, oh, well, how did that take up so much of your time and it was only one day? It's like, well, we don't just get up there and talk. You feel me? Like, we about to give sources. We about to put together a real presentation with dates and times. And Anyone who's ever know? taught a class, but I, I think a lot of people, you know, back, oh, I'm an educator. They might think it functions like the podcast. I, you know, I look, I look back, now I look back at some of those live shows we did, I wish we would have, like, put together, like, slides and shit, you know? Like, going to LMU, going to SB, and of course, people probably brought us in to do what we're doing, right? Like, oh, it's a live podcast, but I wish we would've, it was so early in our shit, though, like, it was, it was so early, but now looking back, like, when it finally opens back up, we're gonna do this again, like, I want them to function how, you know, we could put a mic and shit up, but I wanna be able to, you feel me, point to shit, you know? Um, but that's the reason why, like, we really we really took all that serious, but it was it was dope, man, to, like, teach. And we, t- we taught three classes that day. Yeah, we taught three classes that <laughs> You day. feel me? So we taught, what, shit, the first period, Second period, then taught we were on liberators, and that shit was. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, shoot. After that, are you really ready to pull a microphone out and talk talk some more? <laughs> you know. But this is again, we trying to give y'all insights into to our lives in, in a way of you know understanding sh- the the full aspects of what organizing takes up. You know what I mean? Or, or what teaching takes up, and that's that's part of understanding the work so we could all know how to do it it's fire because you know like they all they all pretty familiar with like the panthers right and what was going on but when we was able to connect the dots like what was going on in the continent at the same time they like oh shit like <laughs> i had no idea that in you feel me 68 you see uh seco toure and uh guinea getting free 
you see the in the sixties you see uh Patrice Lumumba arise in, in in the Congo getting free. You know, three years but you know, it's just like You see Cabral getting yeah. sent troops from Castro and they was you know, you know like, sending them African Cubans and that there was smoking their cigars. That's how they figured out there was Cubans and you know what I'm saying? Like you're really able to show people and that's why education is important because, and this is why the revolutionary nationalism, pan-Africanism is the way because it has a proven record of being successful, a proven record of working, and taking a proven it from, yeah. record of freeing the land from European control. And, and, and taking it from a very, uh, I guess, like idealistic and imaginative thing, right? And being like, nah, brother, you got to look at what was happening for us as Africans on the continent Africans uh, in the Caribbean, Africans in quote unquote America, like bro, niggas was rising up, and it was, it that's our history. Period. That's our history. Not this shit they got us in here learning. Not this uh very neo colonial shit they put in front of us um, as ambulance chasers and missionaries, right, coming in and providing these very charitable like services that aren't rooted in any real uh, empowerment and any real self determination and. And, and sovereignty and choice, right? We asking like, what is what is revolution or what is liberation look like to y'all? What is freedom look like to y'all? Like, well, you know, to not have to depend on nobody. Well, shit, you sound like you fuck with New Africa. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about self dependence and sovereignty, right? To where your development is not that we get. And as we probe, right, what people are really trying to say is like, I don't want my development to be in the hands of someone else. I want the right to, to for my destiny. I, I want, want right self determination. You feel me? That's New Africa. And what does self determination come through? It's not integration. It ain't integration. It's not assimilation. You want you want. It ain't being colonized. Come on. Collective self determination comes through us all being our own liberators and governing ourselves through the formation of the Republic of New Africa. You get folks saying they want you know safety and security. That's what y'all really want, and that will never come from your colonizer, right? If we know colonization to be um, uh, a people of a specific territory to have their interest in development removed and replaced with the interest and development of a colonial power. If we know that that to be the definition of it and the basis of it, then how could that come? How could how could our development and our freedom come from a Euro-American? Bro, it's like, how, how as a new African co colony, because that's what we are, how as a new African colony can our self-determination come from the colonizer when they whole method of gaining power is to, is to remove our interests? That's what colonization is, to remove your economic and political interests and have it replaced by the ruling power. How can our how can our determination and sovereignty come from that? So when you get the youth to understand that, they say, wait, how can the people that that rule this country, that, that the, the capitalist regime, how can they offer me my safety and my freedom, my development? How can an exploitive system like capitalism offer me my development and sovereignty? For me, like it can't do it for me, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my neighbor, my niggas. It can't do it for all of us because someone has to be exploited. So getting them to understand that, bro, and once, you know, True. Well, that was that was getting it in all aspects. Like, <laughs> all right, so like we weren't all this colonialism and we weren't about the colonization of Africa. So what about religion? You feel me? Like what legit, like, all right, why are we worshiping a white Jesus? Why are we worshiping a a white <laughs> a savior? Oh, colonization. But here's the true history of religion. <laughs> here's the true understanding. This is why they, they weaponized it against us. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's that's why education be so beautiful because it, it connects those dots for people. And then we give them, a, you can give them a specific program of, of of achieving it, of achieving what they want in life, what we all want in life. True freedom. safety. Development, safety. <laughs> Security. Fun. Mean. Independence. <laughs> like, that's having what we control. Really want. Like, everybody was like, we don't want to be dependent on nobody. 
That's what we wake up every day, bro. You feel me? And it's like, like whether it's want. whether it's from your parent, like, oh, I'm not trying to be dependent on my parents. I'm not trying to be dependent on my my auntie. It's like, yeah, New Africa, like you. Of course, there's you gonna uh, support family and whatnot, right? But shoot, if you have free housing that is met, you gonna have, you gonna be you are gonna have a level of independence yourself. That's what it all comes. down to. When you have free housing, when you have free health care, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you do choose, you you have options to, <laughs> to get free housing. You have options for free health care. And it's what, you, what we're looking for with this. What capitalism promises us under the guise of excess exploitation and individualism they promise you do those three things that is how you acquire your safety security and development but really that should come from communalism one for yourself what you want for everybody else it come from uh egalitarianism from understanding everyone around you is your equal your family and it come from socialism which is communalism and egalitarianism in an industrial age come from revolutionary nationalism that's what it come from not from so, individualism so, so, so and exploitation and excess. No, 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 no. We know we've already lived in communal societies. We've we've already lived in uh, anti-capitalist societies. Marx and Lenin was just observing. <laughs> to be us. African is to be communal. To be egalitarian. Hello? To be African is to be those things. Period. So that's what we've been working on. So for the folks that have can't hear this exclusive episode because they dipped out on us, and we understand some people got hardships. You know, you got hardships. What that nigga J. Cole say? That my album costs the same as two number threes. <laughs> Y'all paying for that wax shit. Make a sacrifice. You feel me? Is, is it even a sacrifice or, or an investment into the into the into the nation, into the people? You when you fucking with us, you know where our money going. You know where our time going. You know where it's going. Make an investment. As Delincey said, I do not know which episode this was. Y'all support sucker shit every other day. <laughs> Might as well support some real shit. Come on, man. Support Hello. the people who support the people. Hella black. <laughs>